Hello, and welcome to Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana, and as always, I'm joined by my only solo co-host, Hunter Van Lear. Hey! Hey, I the people. I did. I, I said, hey! <laughs> forget about it! Hey! We're walking here! I'm podcasting here! I, oh my god. Yeah. And we're I'm all... gonna get yelled at by O'Malley. <laughs> and, uh... Robin, <laughs> Vinny? Robin, yeah, yeah. Robin oh my Vinny. god. <laughs> We are brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics down in Sable, New York, and now let's start get ah, now let's start the show <laughs> first yeah. up news. Wow, that was an awful Tough day today. I guess I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just really tired. It's understandable. Your wedding stuff's killing me. I would assume you had a lot of shit to plan and mm. you're only what, four months away? Not even? Three? Two months. Oh yeah shit, it's August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oof, dude. Yeah, Good exactly. Luck. I'm shot. Uh, let's do news. Let's do so news. some news. Alright, so <laughs> Wildcats probably canceled. Yeah, that's weird. All right, Thanks, so Ellis. all right, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, a couple of episodes back, we talk, we spoke about Wildcats being announced. I think two episodes ago with the San Diego Comic Con news. No, we did that way before that when Danny was on the show. We did it at Danny's house. In the old studio. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like episode seven. Yeah, when they announced it. So, if you go back to that episode, we talked about the about the the book being announced and where it came from. So, when we were playing this week's episode, it happened, one of the first tidbits of news came up was that they canceled issues 1, 2, and 3. So, last week, for those of that are listening on release date, which is our release is October 7th for this episode, August 7th, last week, our previews came out. And in that previews was October Slits. And in them, Wildcats were still in there. Up until, like, Wednesday night. Yeah. And they canceled the series. So, they canceled issue 1, 2, and 3. That was the first article. Turn around to what, Ellis Friday. Said, Warren Ellis said, we're taking it off the solicits. Yep. Uh, it's not finished yet. I only have two scripts and we solicited three. Right. And it's only a six-issue mini. Yeah. So, then turn around to Friday night. Yeah, with Jim Lee. We get the Jim Lee article that says, oh, no, it's not canceled. We're just moving it so they can yeah, finish they, the series. they want to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then this morning... Yeah, this morning, Warren Ellis again. Fight. It's like he's fighting with Jim Lee in DC. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, the book's no, no book. And DC's like, no, no, give us your book. And he's like, nah, no, no. So Warren <laughs> Ellis says the future of the book is doubtful. This is bleak. It's bleak. To be specific, bleak. Which, all that means is that he didn't finish his own yeah, story. He, he said in his tweet slash uh, interview, I only finished two scripts of six. That doesn't mean your, your series is canceled, though. I know. Are you deciding he not said he's to? He's got something going on, like personal stuff. Yeah, and I understand that. I yeah, understand that as a writer, as a human being, you can't, you know, sometimes yeah, life is different. He's writing his other stuff, and I think he's doing a press tour for trees or signings for trees. But that doesn't. But clearly. He, he's, he should have this planned already. It should honestly already be done. He's been planning this Wildcats universe thing for the last two and a half years. Exactly. He should be done with uh, the script at least. I think the problem... It's not a problem. I think what's weird about it is that it's his book. It's not like DC's making him do it. It's not like one of the side stories like, hey... Yeah, it's not like he's a new writer who got put on a book he didn't want right. to do. Or he's not doing... You know, he's not doing a filler issue... Uh, you know, a filler arc for uh, a Batman, for example. Yeah. He's doing his own series that they asked him to do. Imprint. Yeah, that they asked him to headline. And I think that he's taking his time with it, but I think he's just behind the eight ball and it was like, screw it. Yeah. And I think that's a problem, because you you're telling your you're telling your publisher that you're not finishing your series. Basically, like wh- Jim how- Lee was like, no, no, it'll come, and he was like, uh, Jim Lee, what are you talking about? No, 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 like, what do you mean? <laughs> Whatever. That makes no sense. <laughs> that makes honestly no no sense. And I, and I do want to see where Wildcats goes. 
Yeah, because I love Grifter, and Grifter hasn't been relevant since uh, Future's End. Yeah. That, and, that's you, and then whole, obviously Wildstorm. Here's in Wildstorm. And we're going to talk, about Future's, talking about, stuff. We're gonna talk about Future's End later. Oh, is that a summer event? Yes. Damn. Okay. Great. Mentioned by me. Yeah. Ooh. We're not clever. <laughs> I. We're not, guys. No, we're, we're, we're truly stuff not. On the, oh, we're sticking the stuff on the fly. We do. Most of the time we do now. <laughs> yeah, because of San Diego throwing off all our news stuff. So it we really don't have anything relevant to talk about. But it's fine. We make it happen. Next up, do was we... it Marvel Runaways and Cloak and Dagger crossing over in Runaways Season 3? I think midway through the season, they said? Episode, like, 5? Don't I don't know. That. Man, you jumped, you, you literally gave no segue for me to, like, bounce you in. <laughs> you just took it and ran, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess he's gone. I'm just going to go on then. like the Runaways. Jesus. <laughs> I'm a Runaway myself, boys. I have, what is this? I have yet to watch... <laughs> Most of those shows. Runaways, I want to start, but it's kind of like... So you want me to just cover this thing clearly? No, I, got I was waiting for that bike to go back. Oh. Uh, I haven't really watched Runaways yet. I've seen the first it's episode. awesome. I've heard it's great, and I Runaways love, all, I love every cast member. A lot of them are like old Disney Channel stars and stuff, so I'm like, oh, cool, there's that guy and that guy. No, it's so good. You definitely need to I've heard it's great. It's up to season three is this new season one. Season three is coming out in and December. And then Cloak and Dagger, I watched episodes one through three, and I liked it. But I haven't given the rest a shot, and I heard season one is slow, and season two is really, That's, really I, good. I'm behind her on Cloak and Dagger. And then season three of Cloak and Dagger is coming. Yes, and that's going to be your right I feel time. like this crossover is going to have, like, if Cloak and Dagger gets canceled after season three, they'll just join the Runaways as recurring characters. No, I think that's what uh, this is going to tease. This is more of a setup for them moving, moving the uh, series from Freeform to Hulu straight up. Okay. If you want to think about it that way. That's a good way to think because about it. Because... Freeform is a little 50-50. Right. Because it's ABC? It's ABC. Yeah. yeah. Which is still Disney and everything. But mm-hmm. it's easier for them to then go... Because... So this came down as... It, from a fan petition. Oh, really? It, yes. All right. So, comic book-wise, the Runaways... So, your big thing were the Runaways, uh, Cloak and Dagger, in their early stories... And the new Warriors. Interacted a lot because... Yeah. They, too, they were, were teenage, teenage yeah. runaways. But they were adults going after them saying, don't do this, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. Um, then years later, it was really a lot of Young Avengers crossing over crossing over, over with runaways. Yeah, there's a whole graphic novel tied to it. Yeah, there's two. Actually, one for Secret Invasion and one for Civil War. Oh, okay, cool. And then the what if. But it was a way for them. This is because they want to see them cross over because it makes sense. The whole premise of runaways is that there are... Well, I mean, it's different than the book, but they're running away from the parents. Yeah. And these guys are actually kind of teenage runaways in their they story. They honestly are, especially with the, how the new show sets it up. Yeah. They are very much on their own, kind of running away from the law, their families, yeah. their past. Yeah. So Especially with uh, Dagger. Yes. I haven't seen... I, I'm only like three episodes in and four. I'm three episodes in, too. Dagger is a small-time criminal, and Addicted, Cloak it, was like... <laughs> His brother was killed by cops when they were kids, and then he fell into the water. Yep. To like, because he thought he got shot too, and then the power plant explodes, and that's when everything happens. Yeah, that's how they both the two of them get powers. Weird. Yeah. Yep. Dude, the the cinematography on Cloak mm. and Dagger is fucking awesome. Just I love how they set the tones with the lighting because of the characters, yeah. and I love it. It's, it's cool. It's so good. I really wish I kept up on it. I'm just bad with watching like 44 minute shows because it's a real commitment for me, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm not one of the guys who's like I'm afraid of commitment. It's the TV show. You, it's the I, length, man. I, I love like, how you put oof. that in just in case Court listens to this. Like, <laughs> no, honey, I'm yeah, not just afraid. Just in case my girlfriend listens to this, yeah. yeah. I'm not a big commitment. No. <laughs> but that's what it is. So, 
They do the crossover. It's a fan. It's, it was the manner of fans to do it. Makes sense. And it makes sense. The storylines can fit. It's not going to be that bad. And hopefully they can do more things like that. So, yeah. I think it's kind of good that they go to do this crossover. I, it will lead to a lot of other crossovers, hopefully. And maybe hopefully. bring them more into the Marvel forefront. Not well, because what... Runaways is in canon. Well, so was the Netflix stuff. Yeah, but the Netflix stuff was always was never really mentioned. I think one or two of the Runaways locations have been mentioned. Just enjoy it. Watch whatever you can. So we jump from this news to more TV show news. Hunter, where are we going? More see, that's a segue. Yeah, by see, the way, you need a segue. I just like to run. Th- I just like to no, run into the wall. No, just, just take your segue. So, Agents of Shield is done this season. This mm-hmm. is the final season of it. And who's ABC? Right? Mm-hmm. ABC wants ABC. to do another TV show based fully around women, kind of like how the A Force scene. In Endgame was not with those characters specifically, but they want to do like a female-centric show, which is totally cool. They said it's going to focus on newer characters, so I'm thinking on the lines of like Kamala Khan, Squirrel Girl, similar to what they tried to do with the new Warriors that never got launched, and kind of what they do with Marvel Rising, yeah. but live action. So, so I think that's really cool. It is cool, but it's basically a replacement for Shield. Yeah. So probably uh, Quake will probably still stay there, and maybe um, oh, who's the other girl? There's one other girl, the one with the... the yo-yo. Yeah, yo-yo. She might stay. I think the problem with doing an quote-unquote all-female cast with a, a lot of unknown characters is that there's no... Well, it depends on how unknown... It depends on who well, they Well, that's what I was getting to. I think characters like Camilla, absolutely. She's yeah, not unknown. One, she's not unknown. Yeah. Not now. But then I don't want... The problem is when you... Well, they're really new, new warriors, so Squirrel Girl works, too. Right. The problem I, I see when they do ensemble cast, they go, oh, we're going to do it all whatever cast, and we'll pick from... We'll pick lesser known characters. How lesser known can you get that... How, how lesser known can you get? Great League Avengers. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> Let's get one of those. Let's get them a really funny, dark TV show. But that's what... I don't want to see a live-action... All female squad book, uh, all female squad TV show. Why? Because it doesn't work. It's not gonna work. I think it'll work for a couple seasons. It worked maybe least. for one. I think it'll get three. Because the pop, well, it would work for one. Any ensemble cast like that. It also depends on what demographic they're looking for. Are they doing right. it like an adult show? Or are they doing like a teen show? Or I don't a want show? teen like... drama BS. I want them to actually be adults and be like themselves and driven their characters. I don't yeah, want to yeah. hear drama about yeah, so if dating. They do a, if they do like an adult show, they really can't do Kamala Khan on there. Because well, she's right. only like 16. Right. So that's the thing. What, mm-hmm. what, what would be your pick of five quote-unquote lesser characters on the show. Lesser known well, female-like we'll characters. We'll keep Quake on there for sure. Okay, you're going to transfer over. Okay. Squirrel Girl, because okay. they're trying to do the new Warrior show and it's not launching. Mockingbird, because she's been there. Okay. She's on the Netflix. She's on, she's on Shield. Yeah. She's on Shield a couple times. Can you honestly even think of five? Spectrum? But they're going to put her in a movie, Yeah, so, she's uh, she's in Ultron Vision. Uh, uh, Vision Wonder, I mean. Unless they cancel Cloak and Dagger and put Cloak and Dagger on there and have the one male on there as well. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The only three I can think of because they've been on the shows before. Yeah, it's it's hard to think of. Kamala Khan is always just a maybe because she's so Because she's, she's a good character, but she's not a lesser character now. Yeah. This isn't like when she first came out years ago. Yeah. You know, the problem with the going, oh, well, we wanted to do it all see guys. Do that, but we want we want unknowns. Uh, okay. Unknowns. They Not unknowns, newer. but they said newer, newer characters. characters. But like, oh, Ironheart might get chosen too. Yeah, but so again, you she's do, like sixteen. Right. So then you would have to do a teen demographic. But the problem then is like, oh, you go focus on these going. Oh well, the girl, you know, the drama of being a teenage girl. I mean, it's not a bad story to tell. But you're go, you're going to miss out half the demographic that makes it go, that makes it what it is. At the end of the day, it's still a superhero story. It doesn't matter who's behind the cape 
or whatever, or the armor yeah. or whatever. And a lot of it still the, be, should be a superhero story. A lot of your story. audience for those Marvel shows and stuff are old, like forty year old men. Yeah, that, I'm that's not, and that's, that's not a bad no, thing. No, you know, I'm not insulting anybody. That's no. just that's what the demographic. Yeah, demographic. that's what the uh, audience is. Yeah, and it's and again, I like the concept. I I would love a female, all female cast. I think it would be work better animated because you can play with, you know, whoever you want. Yeah, but in I the in the audience, the problem the animated the, show we're gonna get is Tigra and. Uh, but it's, gonna be, it's gonna be comedy though. Yeah, who else is on that one? I can't remember now. Now you put me on freaking spot. It I can't might remember. Be Mockingbird again. Yeah, Tiger Mockingbird. It is Tiger Mockingbird. <laughs> then she can't even be on the other one. So that's the if thing. that's true, return. You whatever. know, but that's the thing. If you want to do live action, try to get that Young Avengers off the ground. Uh, uh, young, uh, new, Warriors. new Warriors. I'm sorry. You, yeah, New Warriors off the ground. And just do make that, that team mostly female because a lot of the characters for New Warriors there's only like three guys. There's like five girls. Yeah, and team. make it female. You it's make justice. It, it's like prodigy or something. Yeah, you can make it a female team. The problem. When you do, because you have the backstory is not, the backstory is going to be around them as a team trying to do something yeah. and trying to form their own way. Because you make it the New Wars team, even if it's not, you know, Jubilee, because she was in the one of the, all the versions yeah. of the New Wars. You can do it as whoever and and fill Fire out the guys. Right, there. you can make it where you fill those guys in. And make it an all-female team, but they're really trying to make it as, like... I feel as, like they like, should combine this idea with their new Warriors Right. Idea. I think that would be better than... We're going to take lesser, char- uh, lesser known and newer characters, all-female characters. It's to try to appeal to uh, the masses and stuff. Mm-hmm. With Because everybody's clamoring for... Since we got the A-Force moment, everyone's clamoring for an all-female team. But honestly, you're right. It doesn't work. As much as I want it and as much as I know you yeah. want it, it just doesn't work. Because you can't use that and go... We're we'll using newer characters and give you an all-female team because the problem is how you going to a tell like doing it a live-action television show involves you having now to explain who these characters are yeah, if they're the newer, origins. right? Because you know if they do, for example, Camilla. I know Camilla. You know they Camilla. Tied into the Inhumans, which is now a dead franchise, right? But again, if you show Camilla on the screen, you know Camilla. I know Camilla. How long are they explain her origin on TV? A season. Her origin can be explained in like three seconds. I know, explain, she but... She gets mist and then... Right, but well, the problem is, it's... You have to... Especially if she's the main character, like, right. follow her. But as a pilot, as a TV show, it doesn't work that way, because you have to assume no one else watched anything else. True. So you have to then explain it. You, and yeah, I don't know what they're doing with that. It was It's only just, just... The press thing came out today. Yeah. And they just said they wanted to do it. Right. They, I think like, they we're could. We're speculating heavily on it only because we're trying to figure out who they're going to pick. Mm-hmm. Because there's really not a big gallery for them to choose from, especially because they said newer characters. Yeah. The three newest female characters I can think of, besides Spider-Gwen, because she's already in a movie, right. Gwenpool, Kamala, Ironheart. Yeah. And technically Viv, if you want to count Yeah. Her. And Moon Girl. She's not new. Yeah, because she's been around for a little bit. Yeah, Moon Girl's been around for a while. For about I think two Moon years. Girl, I thought she came out before Kamala. No, they came Her around the same time. They came around, no. I thought she's been around for a while. Mm-mm. She's been around, she's been around, around the same time Camilla came out. Okay. I always thought she was a character in the Fantastic Four books as like a young protege who was from oh, Franklin. No, 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 I thought it was. No. I don't really know her origin. Either. Yeah, no, she uh, she's in human too. I know that. So they all came around like the Infinity Time. Well, they could put her in the show as yeah. a more adult character. Yeah, but they probably won't though because she's 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 a kid. I know she's like twelve. That's her. That's the whole. That's the whole point. That's her drawer. No. You know, this is where they don't. Kill dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Then don't make it if they want to do newer. Then you you can't do an adult you can't you can't target adult audiences and if you especially if you put in Gwenpool yeah like you, first of all hard to explain her yeah second of all fourth wall breaking almost is almost I think more obnoxious than Deadpool's fourth wall breaking yeah. and you can't like, do it on TV 
do I if you're going to do a female led team, do older characters that are older like in publication wise and older characters just age wise, mm-hmm. because you can tell better stories that way. Yeah, you know, and maybe you know what you can move, you know. The actress that plays her to a TV show. She doesn't want to do movies. You can play around oh, yeah, with all that stuff. Weird. Especially if it's tied into the Marvel canon. Right, you can play around with that. they really need to make more shows that have... The only characters who crossed over... Well, I think it was just Sif. It was just Sif, yeah. And she hasn't been back again recently. <laughs> mostly because she's filming Blindspot. Yeah. And that takes up a lot of her time. But she hasn't been relevant in any movies recently. I hope she does come back in Rag... Oh, not Ragnarok. Uh, Love and Thunder. Just for a little bit. I think that was like a rumor. That's a rumor. Cause it's just weird, like they're like, Lady Sif is Thor's love interest, kind of. And yeah. And then they go, now she's in the Marvel show, and now she's on Blindspot. Yep. And she's Jane Doe, and she's naked with tattoos, and it's like, have fun. Yeah, that's really what happened. <laughs> I mean, don't you, I love that she's doing something else, and she's not just stuck to being a side character in a Thor movie. Yeah. But it's just, that's the only bleed over besides Coulson too. But Coulson well, left yeah. the show, so I didn't really count him. There's no real bleed over from other no, characters. There isn't, and so, it's kind uh, of annoying. I, like if. The Netflix movies, like, if we saw in Endgame, before they canceled everything, if we saw, just for a second, you know how, like, Howard the Duck was in the background? Yeah. And, like, uh, fuck. There was a couple more people. A Korg was in the background at the Endgame fight. I wish we had, like, even, like I said, even though everything was canceled, we see Iron Fist, we see Punisher, we see Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Claire. If we just see them running in the background, then it would have been cool. It's like, oh, they do exist in the movies. Yeah. I know all that lawsuits, not lawsuits, all that um, contract stuff happened, but like if we saw the Runaways or Cloak and Dagger run by, right? Like, that would be awesome. I mean, you don't have to show them on the big screen. That's always kind of where you they're gotta going. You got to make with. a tiny little nod to them. Yeah. Or even have like a picture on the wall of like, have you like at the Runaways? Have you seen these kids or something stupid? Right. Just That's something all it quick. Is. Because it's having shows like that separated from the movies is really annoying for people who watch all the movies and then try to watch the shows and go, well, this doesn't matter in the canon, so why don't I need to watch it? Exactly. That's why I don't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. It's really not tied into it. It, Even though they say it is, it's really not. Nothing happens. Exactly. And that's the problem. I think they need to get that under control. DC, uh, Marvel really needs to let their... They have great TV shows, but they really need to make that TV shows matter. Exactly. I guess we'll go from that TV show news to the next TV show news. Oh, yeah. A lot of TV show news. A lot of TV show news, too. (laughs) So I want to have one thing of housekeeping to talk about before I jump to this news article. Two episodes ago, we were talking about this crossover event for... For Comic-Con. For, yeah, for Comic-Con. And we said that Tom Welling was confirmed as a crossover. He's not confirmed. Oh, what happened? He's not. And neither is Linda Carter. Those were both... uh, Oh, those were just rumors? They were actually very good rumors. And a lot of sites, a lot of other sites, including like Newsarama and Bleeding Cool, all said they were confirmed. They oh, weren't. Because uh, Stephen Mel went on his Instagram yesterday. He goes, no, it's not confirmed. As much as I would love Tom Welling to be on the show, he's, excuse me, he's not confirmed. Not confirmed. But it could still happen. Right. Not Same thing. Like, another rumor that came out today was about Lex Luthor, Rebecca Rosenberg. Oh, I love Rosenberg. But it's not. It's, it's just a rumor. It's not really. Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm thinking X-Men. Me, 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 X-Men. Yeah, he's uh, not this confirmed. Character, but this character, this is, actor, is, is confirmed. confirmed. Uh, Kevin Conroy is Hell joining the cast. fucking yes. The uh, voice Carson, of Batman for, uh, for 30 years or so. Jesus, let me finish I'm the so, actual uh, intro. So Relax for five seconds, I boy. I so do I. But yes, Kevin Conroy of Batman fame, or Batman anime in the series fame, is Batman joining the cast. Fame. Yes, it's He's never the cast. played Batman live action. No, it's joining the cast of Christ on Infinite Earth. I'm just going to double check that real quick before we jump He's in. He's confirmed to be in it, but is he confirmed to play Bruce? 
Yes. Okay, but now which Bruce Wayne do you think he'll be? All right. Do you think he'll be Bruce Wayne from Kingdom Come? Do you think he'll be Bruce Wayne from Batwoman in the future? Or do you think he'll be Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond? Or so, from something else like okay. Metatron where he's sitting on the chair or something? Okay. So Maybe with your knowledge, because you know most of it. <laughs> <laughs> the best bet for Conroy to play Batman on the show is is only really... There's only three, three options he can get. Yeah. He can be King Come Batman, uh-huh, which would make sense because he's older. Because we know Brandon Roth's coming back as King Come. Yeah. So as, it would make sense. The two of them coming from the same Earth makes yeah. more sense than trying to add another Earth just mm-hmm. for the sake yeah, of storytelling. Yeah, just a weird other Earth. He can be Batman the animated series Batman still. That would be really weird. But old man in. Bruce from yeah. Batman Beyond because yeah. that's all the same kind of. But it's a weird kind of squeeze in because that's what he's going to be known for. I think it'll for. be tied into a Batman Batwoman story or. The least likely of events is a Batwoman tie-in, because he himself is not Bat. There is no Batman, and it is no Bruce Wayne. There is a Bruce Wayne, but he's not in Batwoman. He's not going to be shown, right? Or he might be in a picture or something, right? Nothing. But it can't be. You can't show the actor and say he's from her future. Yeah. Because that, unless that guy's going to become Kevin Conroy, <laughs> it, it won't happen. True. You can say. They can make references and nods to things if he is like Kingdom Come Batman, saying and seeing Batwoman's suit, going, "Oh, hey, I built a suit like that before." As an homage him. to Batman Beyond because yeah, they have the same colors. Him be Batman Beyond Batman, where he's old man Bruce, like super right. old. He's got the cane, and then he mentions Terry, and we're like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" Yeah, but we're and never, then we see. We're never gonna get that. I'm, no, gonna, no. I'm gonna. Here's my theory, no, buddy. <laughs> I would have to. I want to. Sh- yeah, as long, as much as you tell me I'd like to shit on your dreams, I don't. The Dude, problem I gave is, you a good pitch, though. But, no, it's, but it doesn't work logically. It I makes zero it, sense. No, because with, with the whole Batwoman 2099, Batwoman <laughs> Beyond story coming up in the comics soon. Mm-hmm. October. October for what book? Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if it was going to be in Detective or something. Batman Beyond. It makes sense to... Oh, it doesn't make sense. But it would be cool to see like one episode in October or so dedicated to what if Batwoman was in... Batman Beyond, and then we see like were, Terry McGinnis's nah, costume, and that's where can't. Kevin Conroy comes in again for a second episode. No, because it the characters it would just be cool because the characters they're introducing does a lot of crazy well, shit. You have to realize the characters that they're introducing. For <laughs> Well, no, he's gonna be he's actually a character character that's on Batwoman. Yeah, you think he'll be there, Gordon? I hope not, because he's a tiny chubby old man. And remember, you Give have him a to. Mustache. Yeah, but he's Maybe still he'll be Bullock. To, he's too old. He has to be active. Bullock, Donald, Donald Luge, he was not too, he's not young. Yeah, but he's not as old as Burt Ward. Burt Ward's <laughs> like, pretty old. Yeah. And I, what if Kevin Conroy plays Batman 66 in place of Adam West? No. I don't want that. I don't want I don't pure want either, West. But what if it's what it is? I would rather him Kingdom Come Batman. It actually, storyline wise, the, the, the two of them that's coming there. the best there. bet, but you know me and my speculation. I, I love my ass of Batman. I know, and I, I love, I said why. But you know, the the the. If you fa- saw it, you'd be happy too. Yeah, you'd but like shitting on dreams. I don't like shitting on dreams. <laughs> I like to approach things logically. As much as I'm a super fan for a lot of this stuff, logically, it makes more sense storytelling wise for them to be like, all right, both of them come from the same earth, instead of going, all right, well, well yes, we know there's a. Because Superman would age slower. Right. So Brandon Routh, looking even with, even with a little bit of gray, yes. will still look way younger than an old Kevin Conroy right. with that man. And even if he shows up, even if he doesn't in a bat suit, and he's, just he's definitely old, not going to be in a bat suit. Right, we'll see and, his bat suits. And again, but. even if he is from a Batman Beyond universe, yeah. they can't tie it to anything else that comes on. Because say he t- they tie it to the anime series, 
and this yeah. is the first live action anime series adaption of yeah. that character. We know it won't collect into that at the end of the day because the the pre- the ending we kind of know the rumor is is that once Crisis is over, all the CW shows. All CW superhero shows will be one Earth. Including Black Lightning. Right. Because we know that Supergirl is... A she, separate She's Earth. part of the thing, but separate Earth, they're going to collide it. Right. Because, like, the only... Sh- all the shows are all separate Earths. Black Lightning is all its own Earth, and um, Supergirl is on its own Earth. And Batwoman Legend, is not. No, Batwoman is on, the, on their Earth. Okay. Batwoman's on, like, whatever we're calling Earth 1. That's the yes. joke on it. Uh, so, Supergirl's on... I forgot. I think she's Earth 23. For the, for, or 15. For shit stakes, let's just say it's Earth 2, just for the logic. No, because Earth is a thing. No, Earth 2 oh, is an actual Earth thing. Two? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's where Jake Garrett comes from. Oh, yeah. Earth 1 is our... No, Earth 2 is where... Jake, Jake comes Garrett, from. Not Jake Garrick. Zoom came from. Jesse Quick. That's... Yeah, that's Earth 2. I yeah. thought you meant Jake Garrick, old man Jake Garrick. Yeah, that's... Remember the guy... Old who, man Jake Garrick is from a different one. No, it's him. The guy John who Wesley's ship yeah. is from not Earth, Earth 2. 2. Earth 2 is where Harry's uh, Harrison is from. Harrison, Jesse, and uh, Old Zolomon. The one who becomes Death uh, Black... Uh, yeah, Black, Black Racer. Flash. Yeah, yeah, Black Flash. Yeah, that's from that's, Earth 2. J- that's Earth 2. Old man Jay Garrick is from a different one. No, Jay... That's where he gets the identity from, remember? He takes the helmet from him. Remember the finale where he goes, yeah, my dad... He tells the whole story about him. I guess he has the helmet from his dad, and it's not really real because he stole it from Jay because Jay was trapped. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't, bet? Watched in, I haven't watched it in three years, but I don't think so. Want me bet? No. Anyway, so yeah, so because we can't say it. So anyway, she's from like Earth 23 or 15 or something like that. And Black Lightning's never mentioned. So the And Legends are in its own kind of sphere of stuff. Yeah. So they're just colliding at all. So it's like, all right, everything that you'll see on CW, that superhero-wise, will be canon to itself. Yeah. So... Yes. Aha, he's from Earth 3, you bitch. Oh, yeah, I love how Eat you... my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you immediately are like, I have to check. I had to check. Yeah, he's from Earth 3. The other guys are from Earth 2. Hunter Zalman is Jay Garrick from Earth 2, in quotes. Mm-hmm. But um, I love how you had to prove me <laughs> I wrong. wish I took that bet now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, man, to get one win on you is like a lifetime achievement. I know, it is. <laughs> Ask <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> I know. He made a bet two years ago and lost. <laughs> and lost. <laughs> I played the long game. Did succeed. Hey, I uh, I owe the bastard dinner. So true, you lost that one. I lost that one. I forgot what it was for. Didn't know. Oh, it was for this. It was for the Black Lightning thing. Oh yeah, if they ever if they were gonna cross. Oh yeah, over. FYI, they were so adamant about it. Well, like not happening. Yeah, and FYI, news wise, Black Lightning's going to cross over. That was also news. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's news that we would tie into this. Yeah, Black Lightning is going to join because they said, "Fuck it, sure." It makes it easier for storytelling wise. Yeah, because. I was when they first announced it. I was like, "Oh, cool, another one in the universe. That's yeah. cool." And then they're like, "No, it's not." I was mm-hmm. like, "That's honestly fucking stupid." It closes out a lot of possibilities. Yeah, and, and also introducing the end because I think the Outsiders can be a TV show. Then yeah, the Outsiders because where's uh, where's Green Arrow gonna go? Are they gonna kill him off? Because yeah. Stephen Amell said I can kill him. Yeah, he said no. That's actually the whole point of the series. They're gonna kill him off. Yes. That's a dumb move. Remember, because he's dead That's in the future. The dumbest move. Have you watched the last two seasons? No. So, spoiler. I have finished episode Island Explodes. So, the... So I am. Uh, so, the, weird so the flash forwards that happen are canon. And he's going to die. That's why at the end of last season, the finale, the monitor takes Felicity to where Oliver is, quote-unquote. 
And he remember he also in the last crossover. I, I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, and from the last crossover, I didn't watch the evil universe one either. Yeah, so in the last crossover, yeah, he sacrificed. He so Barry and uh, Carl were to die. So in order for which is a nod to the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. He made a deal with a monitor, and a monitor was like, "All right, I'll make a deal." The anti monitor? No, regular monitor. Who the fuck is that? The monitor, just the monitor. Don't know who that is. Continue. The monitor, anti-monitor, the guy, the monitor is the hero that gets gets everyone together. Original Crisis, anti-monitor, the bad guy. I never read Original Crisis. They showed an episode of Original Crisis. I really should have really thought that. Historian number two, <laughs> coming eventually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been busy again. I have wedding planning stuff. I know. <laughs> um, so the monitor um, tells he makes a deal with Oliver, and Oliver decides to give up his life so Barry and. Uh, Carl could live, but he's like, I can't let you die now, but you are going to have to die somewhere along the line to make this right. And he's like, the next crossover. Yeah, and that's what it is. <laughs> and the next crossover. So will he die at the... Oh, he's going to die at the end of his show. He's not yeah. going to die at the end of this event. No, because the event is early. Well, we don't know where... Because this is about... This is going to fall into place directly in episode... Jan- no, January. Right after Winter Break comes back for the shows. Oh, so he could die, and then the last half of the season would be them remembering. The Flash him? Forward, well, because all the well, oh, Cisco is also leaving Flash. What's he's not. With that? They say he's not. He they actually said he's not? he came out and said he's not. Okay, because I remember that them was saying an awful he, rumor. I remember them saying he's like, yeah, I'm leaving after this season, and I was like, yeah, exactly. no, I love Cisco. So they normal. they took all the characters from the Flash Forward stuff for Arrow and made them series regulars, which means they have more episodes. Okay. So it's gonna be a lot of back and forth. Okay. So, who knows? I'm behind on every show. And I've never watched Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, you should. You I tried should. watching the first season. You have not, anyone? Season one was not good. You, but you like comedy. Yeah, but season one wasn't a comedy. Season one was Hawk Girl and them hunting down Savage. And then after that, it became a time-traveling comedy, a caper comedy. Yeah, that's you. Where, you you where, love that stuff. Where fucking Attila the Hun or something steals Adam's armor. And then it's, it's like, what the fuck? And uh, then the zombies in World War Two when they but you like all that yeah, weird but, stuff. But I can't get through season one. It's that bad. Alright, all right. what's going to the next Eventually part of news? I'll get it. Tangents aside. All right, next part of news. We have one more thing we didn't cover. It's a part of it. Yeah. So the last part of this Crystal Infinite Arts news is actually really cool for comic book fans. Uh Marv Warfarin, one of the co creators of the original Crystal Infinite Arts. And Deathstroke. And yeah, and Deathstroke. And New Teen Titan stuff. And Nightwing. Is actually co writing Two episodes or so one you know episode gonna be of Crisis on Infinite. He's running the ending. Ooh. Yeah, he's covering the ending. Superboy over. Punch, bring back Jason no, Todd, who's not here. <laughs> that's a Jeff Johns story. That, oh, oh that, that's the other that's crisis. Infinite Crisis. Marv Wolfman and jo- another Supergirl. <laughs> uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez <laughs> created the original Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I knew they did that. Yeah, I just didn't know. Which crisis? The first crisis. No, no, but like crisis on part of the canon of it. Again, I didn't read the what crisis events. How are they going to order? No, I just didn't know who where the retcon punch came from. Oh, infinite crisis. Jeff Johns, yeah. yeah, Jeff Johns. That was infinite crisis. Yep. Oh, this is where Barry. Oh, when Barry dies. Barry dies. This is yes. where Barry dies. Okay, they're gonna rewrite that to make. They it are flash. rewriting it, and they're not doing. Um, Green Arrow is gonna do it this time. That's what it is. That's that's how they're changing. Or a it. different Barry will do it because there's it, always like forty Barrys. Well, in the original Crisis, Supergirl dies in the opening, 
and Barry dies too. I think they're both they both die in the original Crisis. So the episode one, that. they'll probably both die, and then they'll come back in a different episode. No, remember they, that's the whole point of the the Daily Mace with the monitor. Oh, I thought that was part of the other Crisis. No, that was from last episode, last oh, year's crossover. The future. No, that was last year's crossover. Yeah. Okay. Last year's crossover is not in the future. Yeah, it's set for the future that yeah, yeah. they wouldn't okay. die. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, no, they were going to die in that crossover. But then, in order for them not to die, because he ne- they are needed for the other crisis, yeah. that's why. And they're needed to make more episodes of the shows mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. It also makes sense to kill off Oliver because he is the cornerstone, not the cornerstone, he is the stepping stone of the universe. He's the yeah. beginning. It's true. As much as I hate to see Arrow get can't not canceled, but finish, I think after eight seasons, it got a little stale after like five or six. So it's good to see... It stepped down, and then now those side characters go into different shows. It's true. We'll like, see. I don't know if how, what Diggle's status is, if he's alive or dead. Well, they said they but, would, no, he's alive. They yeah, would explain his... Um, yeah, they could put him on, like, uh, put him in Flash, make him a detective, make him transfer. Well, they would actually... can be in Legends of Tomorrow or some shit. Mad Dog, he can go wherever. They actually would explain his uh, whole thing, his the whole Green, Lan- Arrow, Green Lantern thing. They would explain that in the season. Alright, so are you ready to get, ready for our topic? I'm ready for the topic of the week. Alright, so our topic of the week is massive. Um, because kind it's of. Kind of massive, but it makes sense. So spinning out of all talk about Crisis uh, really kind of got me thinking about what... And also because as of this week, Absolute Carnage is coming out. And which we will be covering on another future episode. We we'll don't be want covering sp- like a wrap up party similar to War of the Realms because we didn't exactly. want to spoil anything from no. this because this is the next big event. We kind of made a tiny mistake spoiling a bit of War of the Realms before we touched upon it, so we're gonna try to save it all for, for a later. Yeah, episode. for then. So we will cover Absolute Carnage. Do not worry. Yes. So we're gonna do something called summer events. Summer events are normally event are ways for books to sell during. When their audience is actually bigger. It's a weird way of phrasing, but... So, normally during the school year, your audience is very limited. Let's be honest. Most of your college kids are away at school, and they're doing your... Yeah, regular and your adults are doing adult things, things. and watching your children, yeah. and etc. So, and as being here at the shop, we see, we do see an influx of customers during the summer. Influx, yep. So... It's like weekends every day. It's ex- so good. <laughs> so, comp- comic companies decided to do things to coincide, to make thing- make it like how movies have their big blockbusters during the summer. Yeah, summer blockbusters like Spider-Man. Right. Well, good analogy, but yes. Spider-Man, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Came out literally like July second. Right. <laughs> so comic books do the same thing. Yeah. Marvel's more consistent than DC with it, but yeah. So we're gonna do that. It's called summer events, and there's mega blockbusters. So some of the most recent events, besides absolute carnage this year, for Marvel we'll go backwards for a little bit, and it's really a weird string. They really start Marvel's big blockbusters really start during Civil War Two. Secret Wars 2015 as well. That was in the summer. I know that for sure. I know, but it's. So I'm, I'm going backwards because mm. there's, there's an actual. I just didn't want you to forget that one. Of course not. Of course, I wouldn't forget that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so starting back to House of M, then it goes Civil War, Secret Invasion, Siege, Fear itself, AVX, which is Avengers vs X Men, oh, yeah, that was a big one. Uh, Age of Ultron, Infinity, Original Sin, Axis, Secret Wars. Civil War Two, Secret Empire, and that's really, and then now Absolute Carnage. But if you look at everything besides 
the last one, they're all tied into each other. Kind of. Yeah, because remember, House of M starts it all. Yeah, House of M ties itself back into, into ADVX. Well, it goes, to, it goes House of M, mm-hmm. which then leads into Civil War, because it's the ramifications of the, the destruction of, of of the limited, you know, superheroes in the population because of, of the whole BS the that Scarlet yeah. Witch pulled. Yeah, and then Nitro. And then you have the stuff that happens in actual Civil War, and then after Civil War, you have which leads into the gate, uh, the whole being left open for Secret Invasion. So Invasion ends with Dark Reign, which is the banner title, but the event, the summer event that followed was Siege, which was uh, Norman Osborn trying to take over Asgard. Asgard falls. That's where Fear itself is. Where where Siege? Or well, no, that's where Siege is. Siege then leads into Fear. Yes, you're right. Siege then leads into Fear itself because of what happened with the fall of Asgard. And then Fear itself doesn't lead into AVX, but AVX goes ties back to Civil War and and House, of M. and House of M. Age of Ultron kind of was on its own, and then Infinity goes back to uh, Infinity. Just is Infinity by itself. That was yeah. just a Infinity was its own Hickman thing. Yeah, and then Original Sin, which sets up a bunch of other stuff. Oh yeah, that set up Jade Foster. And then finally, you know, Seek Wars yeah, yeah. and stuff. So DC, on the other hand, you have. A lot of crossover events, but never anything that was really a summer event. I wouldn't consider DC to do like really summer. They don't. They, they did don't. like three or four. They've done things with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, we got uh, Legends, which was a five mm-hmm. mystery event. Millennium fifty two for sure. Uh, Invasion. Hold on, I'm just double checking. Uh, Armageddon two thousand one. That's why. Yeah, no, fifty two was yearly. Armageddon two thousand one. Zero hour. Uh, Underworld Unleashed, DC One Million. That was a fun one. That was a really fun one. Like Identity Crisis, Infinite. Then it was like Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, Special Cold War, Blackest Night, which was that summer. That was definitely a summer event. And uh, yeah, because Flashpoint wasn't even a summer event because that was the fall. Flashpoint was just a quick book too. And that was the fall. And then it was like New Fifty Two, yeah, and then, then got, but that's not. We got Futures End and Convergence, and that's honestly real. And then yeah, metal. yeah, because it was yeah, it was like Futures End Convergence. Oh, uh, Forever Evil. Oh, Forever Evil. Okay. Yeah, Forever Evil in the summer. One. That summer, and then you had um, Futures End that summer. Yeah. Convergence over that summer because that's when they were moving. Mm-hmm. And then Rebirth, and then we're into the what? I just leave. I just leave for Squad. I would have counted Doomsday Clock. But that's not really an event. That's just a book that was supposed to come out in summer and never did. Yeah, it was supposed to finish. That's when metal came in. Well, that's also anything that's over, anything that doesn't finish within the summer comes out. I don't really, I don't want to classify it anymore as summer events. True, metal was the summer event. Metal was summer event. Twenty fifteen. Well, no, that started in fall. Remember, that started that uh, November. No way. Mm Hmm. It felt like forever. Mm Hmm. And that book was also delayed when it was coming out. Okay. Because metal really was supposed to be same thing like, uh, yeah, Doomsday Clock started in November. I knew Doomsday Clock wasn't summer summer. Yeah, it was weird. I thought metal was weird. What was the most recent event they did? That DC did or yeah, was it metal? Was like summer event? Just in general. Most recent event um, depends on what you what you classify. Like, Here's a crisis. No banner, uh, like banner. Event. Like banner title event? Yeah. You're the villain. You're, I mean, oh, before, before you're the villain? villain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the uh, Does you're the villain count as a summer event? 
No. Because no. it runs for a year. True. Just like how 52 doesn't technically count. Right. Because 52 was yearly. The last summer event they did was metal, which was June to March. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, that was so long. What do you mean, June to March? It was June 2017 to March 2018. Oh, my God. You forgot how long that was? Because well, I remember it being six issues, but then they expanded it, and they cut, like, yeah, oh, God. Because they took two months off at one point. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. They took two months off to start up uh, Doomsday Clock, I think. It was just a whole cluster at that point. Yeah, jeez, I totally forgot. Oh, my God. That's why metal seems like it was such a slog. That's why I was so confused, and when I reread it, I finally understood. The yeah, it makes more sense when you do that. I reread way. it like last year, and I was like, "Now it fucking makes sense." All right, since we've gone over some, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It does seem like when you look at the dates, like you realize, like, "Oh my god, these yeah, are some ridiculous." Some of these events don't stop. Yeah. Convert a fifth. Uh, oh no, Future's End doesn't technically count because there was fifty-two issues in that. Uh, the main just... title counts, but there was fifty-two like. Books leading up to it. Yeah, I don't count. Like Futures End is May. It was May fourteenth to April twenty fifteen. Yeah. So, it's still a year. By like, okay, started and ended in summer. Yeah, <laughs> it sure. started and sure. ended in the summer. Sure. <laughs> my my definition of summer events tend to vary because I don't like classifying anything over a year. But if it starts and ends in the summertime, I like to classify them as that. Makes sense. But things like, but sometimes you can't finish like a twelve issue series isn't going to finish in the summer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Crest on Infinite Earth isn't a summer event, but it's also a blockbuster event. Yeah. So, since we covered some of them, what was one of your favorite events? I did like Secret Wars. As much as I will give it... 2015. Okay. As much as I will give it some shit for canceling literally every book just to make people buy a bunch of new number ones and then relaunch with a bunch of new number ones because money, I think the event was pretty cool overall. Because it introduced Miles Morales and the Ultimate Universe kind of back into mainstream with the Maker and yes. a couple of the characters that I forget. And now that they're coming back, maybe? Um, I liked seeing uh, Ghost Racers. was a really cool book that tied into that. It was a Robbie story with all the other ones. Yes. And now that kind of that's kind of relevant again with the whole uh, Jason Aaron uh, Hell Race. Right. And I did like how Doom kind of won for a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do like it when Doom wins. John Hickman being savage. <laughs> yeah, right? I feel and like I did like the whole like territorial thing back from like uh, Old Man Logan. To oh, ask. the Wastelands? Yeah, kind of like how they separated, like, this is the Kingpin stuff, this is the Red Skull stuff, this is the Doom oh, stuff. Oh, the Kingdom stuff, yeah. Yeah, like how they separated stuff into Kingdoms, where it was like, uh, what's his face, Sinister runs like the zombie lands, and there was like this a is, whole... By the way, it was this cool. was definitely written Battle as just... I mean. Yes, Battle This was definitely written as like a Justice League book. That is not a fucking Marvel Secret event. Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was written like a clusterfuck. But it worked. It was a clusterfuck that works. I don't mean it like that. Oh. <laughs> but it was a clusterfuck. <laughs> what I mean is, that is... I was explaining to Phil Russett before when he came in and about John Hickman's run on books and why it's like, oh, well, I can we talk about he, he did, well, yes. Oh, by the way, we will be covering House and Powers afterwards. That's technically a summer event too. Yes, that is. House and Powers we will cover again with a wrap-up party and a whole thing. We have something special planned for X-Men. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus Christ is X-Men insane right now. Yeah, that's a whole... I don't want to spoil it for any of our readers because we need you to buy it and yell at us because yes. it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> but yes, the big thing is why Hickman storytelling works so well as a summer event type thing because he likes... His books are grandiose. Have you read his Avengers? Yeah, yeah. they are. <laughs> but, uh... Insane. All right, so what was one of your least favorite summer events? Civil War II. Not even, a, not even like a... Wow. Hand. It was just Minority Report with less... Like, Sense? Well, yeah, with less sense. 
Iron Man was like, I'm now Team Cap. And Captain Marvel was like, I'm arresting people who aren't doing anything. What do you mean? Captain Marvel's supposed to be a police... She's supposed to be a... She's supposed to be Green Lantern, basically. She's a space police officer. Kind of like no. Kinda? No, she's not. She acts like a police officer. Because she's military trained. That's what I mean. But, like, seeing her jumping to conclusions is so far off base, it's ridiculous. Like, if Iron Man was the one who was doing that, I would see that. But Iron Man had his whole, like, arc and... He had a way better arc than she did. Yeah. Iron Man's arc actually made sense, and his sacrifice at the end... Well, sacrifice. Was really good. But seeing Captain Marvel go off the deep end and literally arresting people for not doing anything, I get, like, they'll do it in the future. But just tell them, and then they won't do it. Because they did that with... They tied it into the Kamala Khan book. Yes. And... Her friend Bruno, no, her friend, oh, was it Jason maybe? I forget, the blonde guy. <laughs> he he sets off a bomb in like a warehouse, so they arrest him, and he's like, I didn't plan on setting off a bomb in the warehouse. And there was this whole thing, and it was just like, what? I, oh, Civil War 2, it gives me a headache. It's, and the, all the tie-ins never made any sense. Like, the, oh my I, god, the old man Logan with X-23. I'm going to actually oh disagree with uh, you for the tie-ins. The one thing I loved about this. Totally awesome Hulk. <laughs> Lame. He fought Black Panther. Why? Doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> so weird. The stories. The champions ones are good though. The crossovers that the oh, sorry the tie-ins that we got for Civil War Two were actually better storytelling wise because you didn't Depends have. On what are you talking about? No, no, all of them. Tom Taylor's run on old old Wolverine was really good, but his two or three issues where Gabby quote unquote kills Laura and then Old Man Logan gets pissed. Uh, n- no. Alright, so the reason I'm saying is, saying is this. If you were reading Civil War 2, the story, a character just didn't show up out of nowhere. Everything was kind of explained. So, the way I... I'll remember this from one scene. There's a scene in Civil War 2, issue 1, where they're leaving the party. And after they get the big vision from Ulysses. Yeah. And that's where Spider-Man gets the vision about Spiral. So, what I liked about it was, if you in the corner they did a little editor's note, and it said, "If you would like to see more of Spider-Man's story, please, you know, read whatever. If you're a Spider-Man fan, it only enhances your experience. Whether the story is good or bad, that's different. But the way it's handled is better than sometimes, like Dark Knight's Metal, where." Nightwing, if you weren't reading Nightwing or anything else, they made you read the crossover stuff, which doesn't always help you. Mm-hmm. You know, because that really is more of a money grab. The way, like, the reason, as much as I didn't like Civil War II, the story, it, the tie-ins were handled better than Dark Knight's Metal's tie-ins. Oh, Dark Knight's Metal's tie-ins handled. didn't make any sense. Right. So, for you example... interrupt storylines just to be like, Scott Snyder's thing. Right, and, and that's the thing. Yes, as much as they do, it's like, even some of the crossover stuff does interrupt storytelling. Like, going back to the, the example for, with Spider-Man, if you, if you didn't read the Spider-Man story, you didn't lose anything from him reappearing then in issue whatever of Civil War 2 yeah. explains where he was. That little there's note in issue 2 because you're I'm assuming you had read issue 2 before you read issue 3 yeah. shows you where he was. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to read it. He's dealing ex- with Wraith. Or Spiral. S-P-Y-I whatever. I thought that the, was um, no that was Wrath. I'm so stupid. Spiral is the other guy. Yeah yeah yeah. because yeah, Wrath is the, the, it's the girl from the video game. Yeah yeah. I was thinking, I was confused because they're they're not their costumes look the same, 
But if you called her Spiral, I wouldn't correct you. you right. Know what I mean? You know, so that's the thing. But in if you read Dark Knight Metal and you didn't read the Resistance, you know, tie, you know, banner title, yeah, the Resistance, all of a sudden, like, yeah. Dick Grayson shows up as Jon Snow, yeah. you know, in, in Batman, in the Metal series, you're like, where the hell did this come from? And if you don't read the Bats Out of Hell, you're like, how the hell did the Justice but, League not beat their counter, uh, where the hell is the Justice League and why aren't they helping Batman? Right. Because they got beat up by their counterparts, right. but you didn't know that. But you didn't know that, and that's See, the problem. I was problem. reading Flash and Green Lantern at the time, and all of a sudden, it's like, issue 34, and I was like, this is a story that doesn't make any sense to the current stuff I'm reading. Close. Right. And that's the thing. out of hell? Like, what the fuck? So that's the thing. That's, that's how it's poorly handled. I get that, but I mean, from the books I was reading for Civil War II, I didn't like how they were just kind of like, these stories matter in the event, but they really don't. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't mind when you want to make your story not matter, but it, it shows that it's, being, it's interfering with the entire universe. Like War of Realms. It works when you show that your books are being... Civil War II even tied into Secret Empire. Yeah. Because it showed up with... It was still Hitler Cap. Yeah. And then... Uh, it showed Not Hitler Cap, Supreme Commander. Hitler Cap. There's and a way different... Oh my god. And then... Oh, fuck. Miles Morales. And it showed the whole, like... The, he's gonna stab the vision, him in the, yeah. Yeah, in the chest. And the then vision. it's Black Widow and everything. But yeah, so... What... Why... War of Realms works so well... Is because it did show that they, they, it mattered in the entire universe. Yeah. And Civil War II did the same thing. The story, the story was, was bad. I think the main title was poopy. Yeah. Overall. The story, yeah. It wasn't a great story. I agree with you. Report. Yeah. It's mostly because of how they handled Captain Marvel. It was so off base from her normal characterization. Yeah. It was. Kelly Sue DeConnick, I don't know if she was writing the current storyline for that. She I wasn't. know she didn't write the event, but I don't know if she was on the Captain Marvel book. Her book did not tie into that no, properly. No, she didn't. No, I think she, she didn't. was taken off those three issues and then put back on afterwards. Yep. Because, jeez, the characterization was so bad. It was. They made her super pissed for no reason. Mm-hmm. They really did. It's, and it's only because Rhodey died. Yeah. Well, and it was like, oh, my boyfriend's see, dead. Fringing. Huh? Fringing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gail Simone will kill everybody. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, they fridged, they fridged Rhodey and made um, Captain Marvel a bitch. And that, then, and then they brought her, her back at the end. And they, Captain Marvel was like, I'm totally fine. I'm in space. And they also made her blindly loyal to her in humans she's never met before. Yeah. She's like, let's believe this 16-year-old stoner-looking dude who probably eats fucking Fritos and hangs out with fucking... I, I know. I had, a, I had a thing, a clever thing, didn't, didn't come out of it. I guess I'll talk about my worst. What's your least? What's your favorite? Oh, did I come from my favorite? Oh. You asked me both mine and then didn't do yours. What's yeah. Your favorite? Oh, our favorite? Oh, yeah, my favorite, favorite um, uh, summer event is actually everyone's, most people's least, which is Convergence. I only didn't like it because of... All the again, like like they did with Secret Wars. It was basically their Secret Wars. It was their yeah, worlds. It was where they canceled every title and then did a bunch of minis. I didn't like all the minis, but I did like the stories that they were telling because it was like this world versus this world, and they had to fight for dominance. It was cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I really did enjoy that. I understood like so the background to it is that they had right after Future's End. Originally, this story was actually planned for. It was it was supposed to come out. It was supposed to be the buffer. Into New Fifty Two, Infinite Crisis Three, technically, kinda. So this is the the original publication background for it. Convergence was supposed to originally co- it was supposed to go Flashpoint and then Convergence, showing all right the world's destroyed and it's not one single world. This is what's happening, which was going to explain how the new universe after Flashpoint was going to be things like Wildcats and all these other people coming together. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, all right, the timeline just got fixed and we just threw a bunch of people together. So they they put that book off 
to use when they were moving uh, headquarters from New York to Burbank. Which is fine. Because you kind of need... You couldn't tell people not to write books in the interim. Would DC not go put out books for three months? So, I think it was hand, like behind-the-scenes stuff kind of got in the way. But I think the storytelling was good. In the, so, yes, you're right. This is their Secret Wars. Secret Wars 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I think was cool is that all the things, like, all the... What got people annoyed from New 52 was, like, all the story plots that were left over. Like, what is happening with all the 90s guys that we left over pre-52? Yeah. And they literally explained, like, hey, remember all this stuff? Like, the Justice League team? They're still around. Batman Superman's still around. That's how we got John. John is the son John, of... Well, yeah. He came from the Lois and Clark... Of pre-52. It came from, yeah, it came from the Lois and Clark... Um, two-issue mini that they did for Convergence. Then it was the eight-issue mini they did where it was Superman, Lois, and Clark. And then yeah. it was, that's when Superman was Died dead death, and yeah. they were hiding in the universe and they yep. were taking over for everything. And then, boom, Superman we get John born. as a young yeah. kid. And then, yeah. yeah such, Superman. And that's where my favorite Superman run of, like, all time came from. Yeah. Because the, Gle- the Gleason Tomasi run. It's awesome. So good. It, mostly because it was just Superman being a dad. Just spiraling. I loved it. I, I loved that. <laughs> it was I just, I just didn't like New 52 Superman, that's know. why. Because he was dating everybody. Just he was fucking... I love how you're talking about my thing, and you immediately go, my favorite run. Because you you make... You made mention of my boy. I know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is Trigger? Yeah, John Boy. You need that, that sweet, sweet safe space? What? Oh, safe space? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think... What made Converse so well is that it kind of answered all those questions and brought around, like, seeing Kingdom Come Superman fight 90 Superboy was awesome. Yeah. I like seeing Parallax come back yeah. again, which is cool. And, and he's he, actually redeeming himself. Yeah. Again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Without blowing himself up to Raven Eye Sun. Yeah. And then become Spectre. <laughs> you know, it was cool seeing all that. And it was a way of doing a crisis event without going, hey, we're rebuilding the universe. Because at the end, it really does kind of rebuild the universe. Because they explain that there is an infinite Earth, uh, infinite multiverse again. It sets up Rebirth kind of. Light. Like, very lightly. It, it sprinkled because rebirth is immediately is what happens right after convergence. Pretty much, but they, they like the 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 one shot rebirth doesn't tie in too much to convergence. Right, but convergence sets up for rebirth's pseudo entrance. Right, it does the it doesn't do Wally, but it it lets Wally safely enter without being like forced on your mouth, right. forced on your throat. You know, those both sound very pornographic. Forced down your Wally's getting forced down your throat. Uh, God, cut it. <laughs> 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 like, that, like that sounds very rough for explaining. All right, so I'm just going to skip over your weird, perverse nature with Wally and go to my least favorite. <laughs> yes, what event. is your least favorite? Well, I mean, you took Some Civil War two. Mm-hmm. You took Civil War two. You don't like it either. I hell the main, no. The main story. You were defending the tie-ins, which I I see your point. Some of them were really good. Others, mm. I think, publication-wise, was good. The yeah. story sucked. <laughs> Yeah, the Civil War Two. It's just because it was Captain Marvel. If Captain Marvel and was written the, better, it would have been a much better event. The, and they took this stupid name just to make money. It was the most money and because of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, That's don't exactly do that. What it was. This was the worst. Like, why Civil War Two is such a bad? I mean, they couldn't call it Minority Report. I know you could have, and they couldn't call it like Future for, Future Quest or something. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. Does it? Because, all right, but they could so, figure something out besides Civil War Two, because it really because uh, it wasn't a Civil War Two. Like the original and Civil even War, the Civil War cho- like, chose sides, and oh my god, I was gonna say AVX originally. AVX is cool though, but I like AVX. I just don't like how they did. That AVX is basically Civil War Two. Yeah, that's a fucking that Civil War Two. That was more of a fight. Yeah, and that's Civil War Two. AVX consequences was basically like 
not consequences. AVX, oh, A plus X was basically like fights. Hmm. Or AVX, they still call it AVX. It was AVX versus. Yeah. That's what it was. My bad. A, a versus X. Yeah, A versus X. That was basically it was twelve issues of two stories where two people fought. Oh, yeah. And that was basically like the Civil War. Yeah. That and the, your, your main Civil series War. was AVX. Yeah. You know, so I think the problem with Civil War Two is that they named it the wrong thing, and the story. Because so what we, would you have called it, really? They were probably I like know. trying to me like they're probably thinking about like what could we call this? Yeah. Let's just call it Civil War Two. It's easy. Yeah, and I think the problem with it is. The so the conflicts that are normally hero versus hero conflicts, there is no definitive. This shouldn't be as a writer. You shouldn't give your readers the definitive side to choose. You know the definitive side to choose was Iron Man's because it made more sense. Yeah. but in Civil War One, there was no real answer. Like, you you could like, have yeah, done either side. In my opinion, I think Cap had a little more sense. Absolutely. For family protection wise, I'm Team Captain America. But Iron Man did have a lot of points. Right, and that in this side. Yes, Captain Marvel had, like, a couple good points, she's like, but oh, she had 50,000 bad points. Right, because she goes, the, the problem with the Captain Marvel argument in Civil War 2 was, let's, can we stop crimes before they happen? Yes. That's not a bad argument to be but had. But innocent until proven guilty. Right, that. And and we didn't even know if the, the visions were true. That's, that's what, what the that's, problem was. Yeah, that was totally We never point. knew if He the said, vision, how do we know it's true? Or if they, or when you, if you do stop it from happening, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what happens now? Because they haven't committed a crime. So it's the instant proven guilty aspect, but then we couldn't tell if he was even 100% right from the get-go. Yeah. So He couldn't even tell himself. Right. He's like, I don't even know if they're true. And Captain Marvel was like, they are. They are all the time. And then she was wrong. Her, her, her tie-in issues times. Her tie-in issues were about the whole briefcase thing. Yeah. And how they were wrong the entire time. It was so dumb. It was, it was so bad. I, I wish we're getting I, out of this. I wish they made it a little bit... I wish it was written better. It w- I wish it was a different subject matter. Because again... ABX. They could have still done the future visions, but at least make yeah. them at least make Captain Marvel's points a little more logical than her just being blindly no, loyal to yeah. someone she's never met before. Yeah. If you were to rewrite this, the best way you and would, choose Medusa, yeah, instead of Captain Marvel, yeah, it, it could have been Captain Marvel versus Medusa. Yeah, Captain Marvel could have been like she's she's she basically stands for like justice and stuff because yeah. she's like a, like a space cop and like a space yeah like it it would have been better if her and Iron Man were on the same team against. Medusa, because Medusa, that was her, her, her follower. The, her, yeah, from, she's, she's the queen of them. Yeah, she's yeah. queen of the like, well, I believe this because, of the, and, and, and she's he, also a queen, and that yeah. would give her more of a justice standpoint and, than Iron Man trying to take the good, get the good side. Yeah, should have been Iron Man and Captain Marvel, with Captain Marvel being the figurehead versus Medusa. Yeah, it should have been because then it could have been AVI. Yeah, Avengers but then we had, but then we had Avengers X Men versus Inhumans later on. Yeah, and that was it was okay. That was okay. We should have made this a crossover episode. Let's talk about crossovers. Eh, that's a, well, that's another. That's another. That's another day. But like I said, I think Captain Marvel should have been against yeah. Medusa. Instead. No, it, yeah, it would have been made a little bit more sense because her her blindly following an Inhuman makes more sense than Captain Marvel blindly following an Inhuman. Yeah, a complete stranger. Exactly. All right, so we'll jump from this into our book reviews because we've sorry talked, about those tangents, man. It just it just gets us going. Honestly, dude, events do get me going. When we talk about crossover events, dude, I have so much to talk about. I know. <laughs> it's insane. So, I guess, Hunter, we'll start with your book of the week, which I think it's like you look at. I'm so mad. Justice League, number 29, written by Scott Snyder, James Tinian, and drawn by... Oh, man, I don't know his name. Bruno Redondo. That's a cool-ass name. The story is told from Jaro's standpoint, okay. which is Starro reborn as, like, a little Robin. And he calls Batman <laughs> Dad, and it's adorable. And it, it's basically a new... Not, all right, hold on. I, uh, before I, I want to correct you. 
he's just a, he's a Star Wars spore. It said he, it says he's reborn or something. Yeah, it's yeah. so Star when he comes he evades, he just drops these little spores. Yeah. It's a spore they captured. And who yeah. now he landed on uh, like a spot space octopus or something. Anyway, I kind of know what's going on out there. Like a new origin for Starro <laughs> yeah. too, which is really cool. And then it jumps to the current day stuff with the offer and uh, the the league is like uh, Legion of Doom is like, well, who took the offer? Blah blah blah. And they're talking about all the stuff that he's setting up for Year of the Villain. Starro then pulls out, which is my favorite part of the book. He throws his batarang, and Lex goes, "Oh man, what are you gonna do with that batarang? It's just a little toy." And he goes, "Well, I am still Starro, and I've studied a bunch of stuff." And it turns into a giant gun called the Bat Cannon, and it's awesome. <laughs> and it blows away uh, Sinestro's shield, which he put up, and it's it's just so crazy. And then he, like I said, he calls Batman Dad, and it's adorable. It's just so good. All right, so what was your least favorite part? You already told us your favorite part. Clearly. Least favorite part, all the exposition, because they recapped the last like sixteen events. Okay. Which was just really annoying. I mean, yes, I read them all, and it's all the Snyder stuff. Yeah. It's No Justice. It's Dark Multiverse. It's. Um, his current run so far kind of with what Williamson did with the Still Force because I mm. forgot that was Baby Turtle for a bit the one attached to uh, I always uh, forget that too yeah because it, it doesn't look like Baby Turtle but then when they show it I'm like oh yeah it is Baby Turtle but they recap a bunch of events that Snyder just was to, like was just talking about so it was like for me I read all those events yeah. so reading that again was like yeah like why put, why, why put this in, why put this and issue honestly, out and honestly if you're reading Justice League you should already read you should have already been reading all the other Snyder stuff yeah if you just jump onto Justice League that's not good. It's, yeah, it's kind not... of confusing the first initial run too. Right, you definitely need no justice before and that. This Starro comes from, uh, I want to say Starman from the crossover event. That, not the crossover, the uh, issues twenty one through twenty four, where Lex became Apex Lex. He came before that. Well, yeah, that was with the uh, Martian Manhunter. Stuff. Yep. Uh, but it was around the same time. With the yeah, it's all around of, the same time. Yeah, yeah, of the the World with War with Jaro. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely dug this issue a lot. I thought it was a good. Like, not a jumping on point, but it's a good tie-in to the current Year of the Villain stuff. Uh, obviously, because it is the main book. Yeah. But if you're not reading um, the Year of the Villain stuff and you're just reading Justice League, it does tell you, like, which villains took the offer. That's cool. So if you're too lazy like me and you don't want to read, like, Sinestro and the Riddler and <laughs> all that other stuff, this kind of catches you up on it, which is cool. That's not bad, man. And the art's fantastic. All right, so out of five, what do you give it? 3.5. Because, again... It is also, it's hard to recommend because it's issue 29. That's very true. And I've only read the last two arcs. Okay. So it's kind of hard to just be like, go pick this up. Like, it's different when we do like a number one or like a number four or something. Right. This is issue 29. This isn't 29. I definitely liked it, but like, damn, dude. It's a lot to take in. I see you, you're looking at the chunks, the walls of text you get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's also kind of confusing. I don't want to spoil it. It's kind of confusing with the Jaro stuff until, like, the very last page. So you're like, what the fuck's going on? But it's pretty good. Like I said, 3.5 isn't bad. I'd give it a 4 if it wasn't so far into the run. That's not bad. Cool. I guess I'll move on to my book then. What did you read, James? I read Future Foundation by Marvel. It's new issue 1. It's written by... Jeremy Whitley. Jeremy Whitley. And art by Willie Rob uh, Robson. I was saying Robinson. Jesus, I need to stop watching Lost in Space. <laughs> uh, Will Robson. So... A little backstory of why I even picked this book. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Hickman's, and he's the one who created the Future Foundation in his FF run, uh, which was why it was called FF. It was called Future Foundation, not Fantastic Four at that point, because Johnny had died in the book. Spoiler for eight years ago. Um, what's cool about this, this spins out of Se uh, his, his Secret Wars book, 
and his Fantastic Four first like six issues. Um, Dan Slott's Dan Slott's first six issues of it. So Future Foundation is back, scouring the multiverse, the entire story. So last time we saw them back in Secret Wars, they were just going out exploring the, the multiverse with Reed and Molecule Man and all that. Then we jump to J Dan Slott's run on FF currently, where they are their Future Foundation is back. And they fight the I forgot her, the villain's name in the beginning, and yeah, she, it was a weird one. Yeah, she was definitely a one-off villain. Yeah, and then she beats Molecule Man, and then the FF's like, "We're going back home, and you guys, you know, Alex Power, you can stand here and uh, take charge of a little team of kids and go explore the multiverse." And there, now we jump to this book. Um, we got saw a glimpse. We saw a prelude of, of this issue back in Fantastic Four issue eleven, which came out last week. And the t the premise of, the, of this new book is that they're going around the multiverse trying to get the pieces of Molecule Man to reassemble him. So it's not a bad concept. But when you jump into the issue, um, the issue doesn't read that way. The issue reads more of, this is going to be a team caper book where it's going to show Alex and these r randos. And Dragon Man. <laughs> well, these well, they're more like randos, but they've been around since the Future Foundation beginning with John the Hickman. Yeah. But they will go around, and you don't know they're collecting Molecule Man stuff unless you read the prelude in issue eleven. When you pick this book up, you don't know that. And Yondu's in it for whatever reason. He's the guest lecturer. I think is what they said. That's a problem because they're supposed to be out in the multiverse. They're not supposed to be on Earth. Well, they're in space. Yeah, so not, not on Earth. But that's supposed to I, mean, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, about. it's not supposed to be in but the it's also, it's only issue one. Right. Maybe they'll jump over in the next couple, and maybe Yandu's only in two issues. That's what, that's what excited me about the, the concept of this book, is that they go around the Marvel multiverse, and I would love for them to be like, all right, we're going around the Marvel multiverse, not just going to different planets. I can I can do that all day. That's fine. Yeah. Just set it in the... Then you can set that in the main Marvel universe. You know, the whole point was that they were supposed to be selling, going around the Marvel multiverse. It would be cool if, like... For them to land on, you know, Spider Gwen's Earth, and like, all right, or they're in space on, you know, Earth sixty five, yeah, and showing, oh, because that's where Spider Gwen's from, and fighting like the Shi'ar Empire of that Earth, you know, that universe, or going to, you know, a Spider Man Noir space and see what space is like there, or going to, you know, different like the old school, you know, going and seeing the Exiles, you know, for example, or running into them. Or going into, you know, whatever. Going into one of the what-ifs. You know, and, and collecting pieces of Molecule Man. I, I think... But that's about what we got. What we got in this issue was a caper. But even... It doesn't make sense. They're breaking into this prison. Because it's never clear. They're breaking... They're breaking in to get out Julie. It's basically what it's, no, they're saying. It's what it's, it, the that's what it's saying. But that's the thing. They sent Julie in as bait. <laughs> So they were really going in there. It seems pretty confusing for a book that is already confusing because it's launched out of another book. Right. So they were going in there to get. This what might be they one of those think... long con books, like Loki. Where right. It doesn't really make sense until where they the were next getting. Arc. They were supposed to be going in there to collect a piece of or get a piece of the Molecule Man. That's what they think it is. But the problem is, they don't really explain that without reading the prelude. So Julie goes in as bait. I'm not gonna spoil the book, but she goes into bait, and that's how. Then chaos ensues. So I, I won't be honest. I really didn't like the book. 
You really didn't like I it? I really didn't like the book. And I'm a huge FF fan. I know. That's why you were all into it. So my favorite part of the book is where there's a, so there's a couple of pages where certain characters get like a spotlight where they're fighting to break Julie out of yeah, the prison. Yeah, everybody, right? Yeah, it's kind of like here's kind of everyone's personality. And my favorite scene is where Bentley23 is talking and he's talking about, hey, there's no such thing as good or evil. He's like their gadget guy, right? He's a clone of the wizard, but yes, he's a gadget guy. Okay. Because he's a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about it, like, he, he's going over, like, his reasoning about even being on the team. And he's like, there's one line goes, good and evil are stupid. I'm Bentley 23, and I'm, I'm on the side of awesome. <laughs> and normally that would just set me off. But that's one of my favorite parts of the book because you get to see the character depth of them. Because you haven't seen it, because you don't really know about these characters unless you read John Hickman's FF stuff. Yeah. My negative side is the art and the storytelling is confusing. I'm not crazy about the art. I think he's a cool artist, but there are scenes where they they look misproportioned. Yeah, the art, they looked so misproportioned. There's a scene where Bentley, and I, I was going to say something rude, but I'm not going to say anything rude. <laughs> yeah, I actually have to say, because what I'm going to say was actually something that would actually get us in trouble. I'm going to say to you off camera. I'm going to say it to you off camera. So yeah, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. You know what's... It reminds me of, um, oh my god, who's the Silver Surfer artist? Who's doing black? Tradmore. Yes. It reminds me of Tradmore's art on so on Ghost Rider, the Bobby Reyes series. Yeah. Where they look big and they look weird and misproportioned and it just doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with the, the story. Besides the plot being confusing as shit, I definitely hope they streamline the story because of the who shows up at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're gonna go from it, and that's where they're gonna be like, "Hey, whatever." And I go, "That's the first arc is dealing with that them getting that guy at the end," and but then you circle back to the the multiple man story. But right now, I'm not a fan. What would you give it out of five? Two point five. Two point five. Damn, I think that's the lowest that you ever give it. Is the lowest, and that's a number one you're giving a bad. But then again, like we've said, we always give them too high of a number sometimes for a number yes. one. I think the lowest before that was a three. Three. I only reason why I'm giving two point five is because one, the art's not stellar. Two, you've had to read FF eleven to see the prelude for this. Yeah. Three, to know any of these characters at all, you had to have read Jonathan Hickman's FF. Which run. was like twenty thirteen. Yeah. And it's not that good of a new, it's not that great of a new reader jumping on point. Yeah, Jeremy Whitley's writing is definitely good. It's good. And we've seen it in the past with with the wasp. Yeah. And with... Oh, what is the other book? God, I'm not going to remember. The other book. And then, the artwork doesn't get me. The colors are really good. I, I think the colors are great. I do agree with you, the art was weird. I don't like the art. I, I, I think the story, what they want, what they're, they pitched it to Marvel was like, we want we want to have the FF hunt down Malachi Manthe multiverse. And they were like, we don't want you guys doing Exiles. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. And they were like, okay, we're going to do this side story in the beginning then where this guy shows up and they capture them and Yondu's there and Yondu's there Yondu was in another book recently uh, Death Guardian oh, that's it yeah. he was in Guardians for a little bit but yeah that's it so I guess we're gonna go my real, from my real question for that book is Power Pack when we're, no next Power Pack when next <laughs> uh, the store book of the week is Berserker Unbound again no segue you hell suck. yes 
Hell yes. All Jeff right. Lemire and Mike Didato, Diodato Jr. <laughs> Didato. By the way, I love the entire day <laughs> leading up to this. was like, Didato, Didato, Didato. I'm like, it's yeah. Diodato yeah, Jr. Yeah, it's Diodato. All right. Uh, it, produced by Dark Horse. It was Dark Horse book, yes. It is basically if Conan was thrown... I mean, this is... Again, we always spoil these books. Yes. It's what if Conan was in the modern day. But that doesn't happen. Until the near the end, you get like his origin story here. Right. So the which biggest is super thing, Conan, yeah, except he says fuck. So the biggest thing about this book, it definitely is reminiscent of Jeff Lemire doing what he did for. I think he just has a thing with Marvel, because again, <laughs> this is what he did the with the terrific with the terrific. Yep. Like I had an FF story and went to Marvel, and I, they said no. They said no. You know, and this is he had a I guess a, a Conan, Conan story, but then they gave it to Duggan and. Oh, the other guy. Yeah, they're like, oh, Conan's not going to be in the main universe. And then guess what? Savage Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeff Lemire took his boy from Thanos and did Berserker Unbound. Yeah. This is a really good the book. Art is kill. The, yeah, it's, it's Diodato. Yeah. Just look at that spread. Yeah. Oof. It's so good. I did laugh immediately when I first started reading it. I immediately was like, this is straight up. They opened an old Conan issue one and just started copying the words. Basically. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part is when he says, "Come on, then, fuckers." I knew that was just. I don't even have to ask fuck you. Like three times in this book, and it's awesome. This is he, not really my It's hard Marvel. seeing. I know it's because it's not a Marvel or DC yeah. book, and you can actually curse in other books. But it's weird seeing like a character who's honestly just Conan just say "fuck." So it's weird, especially because like the dialect back then, "fuck" is not the terminology no. you would use. No, but they just did it. So it's really I think funny. One of my favorite, one of my not favorite scenes, one of my favorite lines I was reading it. I get the gore. Oh yeah. Well, it's not even that. Like not even like a visceral gore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not a visceral gore. No, no, it's not like crazy gross, like uh, how Evil Dead is. Yeah. The movies. Yeah, it's not a visceral gore. It's, it's actually it's bloody way, but like intestines don't have to be shown out. Yeah. But that's also the difference between like the Conan book that Marvel's putting out and this. Yeah. They show more violence in that Conan book than this. Yeah, but they don't chop heads off, and you don't see. Heads yeah, they off. do. I haven't seen a head roll. Issue one. Savage Sword. Mm. Remember the whole witch thing? Don't remember head rolling. Yeah, but. The line. So when you get the, he's talking about his family, the Berserker. Yeah, and I was like, himself the Berserker. Oh, just like Conan the Conqueror. Yep. 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 Anyway, uh, so he, I don't think he has a name right now. No, because just like Conan, he doesn't really have a name. He's the Mongrel King. Yeah, he's the or Mongrel the King. Berserker. He's the Berserker. And I laughed every time I read it. Not because of like, uh, not because it's funny. It's I hope because... they give him a name later on. Yeah, like Kyle or something. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> well, he his wife. He, you see his wife and his daughter's name. His wife's name is Rona, and his daughter's name is like. And as I as, as, no, they don't give her a name. Yeah, they do. It says it in here. Oh, Ab- yeah, Abigail. Elmi. Elmi. Whatever. L M Y. I think. Whatever. I. Uh, by the way, Rona, Sonia. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't put that together. That's, I really put that together. I'm like that's it's like funny. Red Sonia. All he did was drop the uh, the uh, S and added the R from yeah. Red. What does Conan say when he praises his god? I forgot. I don't read Conan that often. Okay. Well, he says Zaman's beard, which is funny. It's kind of like Odin's beard. Yeah. And it's uh, Conan's version of a god. And right. And they, just, that's like so the, they always do that for like like how you say oh damn yeah. or goddamn. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I was like, Ronya, Red Sonia combined. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> it's just Red Sonia combined. I know, I know. I just didn't put it together. I put that together immediately. All right, so besides the word fuckers being your favorite. That fuckers. Le- so that's your favorite part no, of the book? No, my favorite part is the, uh, the big, the spread big gory spread page where he's just killing people and chopping heads. And okay. It's him versus like 40 dudes in wolf pelts, and he's like, no, these guys are dead. 
He's like, you will know who I am. You will know why they call me the Berserker. Uh, they will know, uh, you will now know why kids don't even whisper my name uh, in their sleep just so they w can wake up the next morning. It's just cool how he's like monologuing to himself like, I'm the most badass motherfucker there is, and then runs away. It's true. Oh yeah, Elmi, it is Elmi. Elmi, Elmi. There you go. And then he wakes up in the woods, and he walks over, and it looks like it's Central Park. Or close to it, because it looks like New York. Yeah, it's supposed to be Manhattan. Yeah, which is really cool. And it does show that he speaks a different language, because it puts it in the quotes at the end. Yeah, because it's supposed to be, because like, he doesn't understand the homeless yeah. guy's... Uh, uh, scene, uh, homeless guy's dialect. Yeah, it's just so cool. Uh, this book is awesome. When I first when it was first announced, I was like, oh, this is just going to be a weird Conan ripoff in the modern day. That's cool. I wasn't upset. I just wasn't super yeah, hyped. Reading this issue, man, I cannot wait for more. It's going to be good. And I just love Jeff Lemire. I'm biased towards Jeff Lemire. I like Jeff Lemire I really like everything he does. That's just too funny, though. That's, it's blatantly a Conan ripoff. But, I feel like, yeah. But it's good, though. Marvel's been shafting him, apparently. Yeah, I he know. goes to other companies and then gets him done, and then I guess it's I, like, these are awesome. I guess I'll cover my favorite part, because we can over mine. Oh, I wasn't going to end the review. Lies. <laughs> no, actually, I was like... I don't have a least favorite part, by the way. I was going to ask you if, honestly, you, have, if you have least favorite. I don't. It, it, there's not, like, it doesn't give you blocks of text. The art's fantastic. It doesn't, like, overdose you with too much random bullshit. It, I don't, it's contained enough. I literally don't have a favorite part. You don't have a favorite part? The entire book's good! I know! And, like, I was able to pick, like, the spreads and the... That's what it is. It's whatever. like the art takes me, so it's like... The art takes me, so there's no, like... Like, look at it. It's like, oh, it's so gorgeous. And every spread piece, like, even the story is, like, captivating. Even as much as he's a joker on Conan, like, he's a straight-up Conan ripoff. It's a great... I concept. hope they continue this. I know that it's a forestry mini, but I hope they continue this somehow or tie it into something because it would be cool to see more of this character. If he shows up in like friggin' uh, Black Hammer. Black, I was about to say Black Hammer in the <laughs> he Black shows Hammer up universe. In Black Hammer, That's yeah. where it is. He's, he's set in the Black Hammer. Yeah. Hey, or or if he know. shows up in the Hellboy stuff because the, there's a cover done by Mignola. Yeah, true. That's not any hinting towards it, but it would be cool to see him fight Hellboy. Yeah. You know how fucking cool that would be? Or he just, like I said, or he shows like up. Like a one shot where he just fights Hellboy? Yeah, true. Or he shows up and that's it's based in the Hellboy universe? Yeah. That'd be super cool. That's the thing. I don't have a I don't have a least favorite or favorite part because they're both so like yeah, the good. book's so good. What would you give it out of five then? Give it a five out of five. Exactly. Definitely I was gonna say the same thing. For someone that doesn't read Conan. Exactly. I read the first issue and I was like, cool, the King Conan stuff's my favorite part. Yeah. They don't touch upon King Conan too much. No. But this is I don't read Conan and this is awesome. Why like so what I think makes this so good? Compared to the other Conan books? No, because I think the Conan books are good. The problem is that because and it's in three books. Two. Okay, he's, he's in three I keep books. Telling you he's in three he's, books. He's, sorry, he's in three books, but he has two titles that are his own. Yes. So the thing about Conan and why it's hard for people to kind of, and I think, I think I know why it's hard for people to get behind him because if you're old enough to know there are Conan movies or the original book stuff, this stuff is great for you. If you're not, it's a little not off-putting, but it's kind of hard to jump into a high fantasy book that you know as a, a Marvel, a Marvel book. That doesn't mean anything to Marvel canon. And this book is kind of... We'll see what happens in Savage Avengers. Well, no, what I mean is... Conan is part of Marvel history. He's in this Hyperion age. Yeah, it's before the, before. it's before Atlantis falls into the goddamn ocean. Yeah. So it's like during the time of the Eternals. Mm -hmm. So... He, he himself and his history is canon. But... When you read it, you know it doesn't really play into something later on. Yeah. And we talked about this years uh, uh, years ago, uh, episodes ago, about having Conan interact with more Marvel people that are just set during his time. 
like yeah. the uh, Avengers of 1 million BC stuff. Yeah, you should definitely interact Stuff like Odin. that. You should definitely interact with Odin. Right. If he interacts with anybody, it better be Odin. Right. Or even Things a like, Phoenix. For, like, maybe he in one issue, he's granted the Phoenix for like 30 seconds, and the Phoenix goes, no. Or like, something he, stupid. Or, just like, well, just I would a quick use, thing. Not, you don't have to downgrade something stupid. You can do something where it's like, like alright. time travel? Who time travels? Not time travel. No, 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 no time traveling. But what I mean is, like oh, him, him going into and meeting the 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 city, going to Kunlun, yeah, because it's be been cool. around even in the one million BC era, was already an advanced civilization yeah. before humans were anything. Wakanda, you know, going to primitive Wakanda, going into you know primitive meeting primitive Odin, yeah, meeting the the original Phoenix host, you know, you can Ghost do, Riders. you know, yeah. You can do things like that, and the tie you can still tie it to his mysticism, you know, the villains he fights and stuff like that. Where you're not taking it away. Of, they should do a series like a twelve issue mini or something called Conan versus. Or just tell it. Just, just tell the story. Just t- you can just tell it in the story arc. That's true. You know, well, they have their own story arcs going right now. I know, but even but you wrap that up, and then all right, cool. The next part of it's going to be all right. He has to travel to a mystical city, Kalan, to get this whatever, and because he's a, a warrior who hates magic. And going to a mythical city he is a whole right, and it's four issues, and he leaves, and that's it. Yeah, you know, so it makes it it makes it matters more. So that's why Berserker Unbound is actually better because there's no canon. The problem is when you slap labels like Marvel and DC, people want canon. It's also easier to read because it's going to take place in the modern day, starting in issue two. Right. Like when I was reading this, I was like, "When's it going to be modern?" And it's I also, get that the twist was supposed to be like the last page. Yeah. But I wish that they did it kind of in the middle. Because then we could see him interact with like a human or two. I'm glad. You, I'm glad they did it. It works. It, don't it works it very works. well I'm with how they did it. Not complaining too much. I I had like, a tiny complaint. Like I because they announced it as it's him in the modern universe, yeah. but it's literally just one page. But it's good that they did because it's what a five issue. It's four. Movie? It's only oh four. wow. Yeah, that's why I said it should have been a little earlier. Yeah, so if it's I, forgot, I thought it was a six. No, it's a four. So like it's with six issues is fine. But four is gonna be it's gonna speed up a lot. Yeah, that's why I said <laughs> I hope they. But I think it was gonna be, I can't wait to see him interact with people. Oh yeah! I can't wait to see if he actually learns their language. It looks like they're going to. They has to. Because I was gonna interact with people. Exactly. <laughs> or so, they're gonna have like some weird science guy go. I know the whole language you're speaking, and I'm. Oh, so we gonna have five. Five. Oh yeah. I agreed with you. Okay, so yeah, I guess we're gonna. Awesome. Yeah. So it's we're, fucking awesome. So we'll see where it goes. Pick this book up. Yeah. Support Jeff Lemire's craziness. Oh, yeah. The, the, buy, Black Hammer. If you buy his crazy books, he will continue to make crazy books. Buy books, guys. That's how they make more books. <laughs> exactly. All right, That's so, Champions has done at 10. Right. Nobody buys it. Yeah, but it's a good story. It's a great story. The Mephisto stuff, oof. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, the, the, Issue uh, 8 just came out. And, and the trade came out and, today. Yeah, and Alexander's finally back. Thank God. So I guess we're going to... So before we go on a tangent about... Buying books is how you should always buy books. You should always buy books. Buy books, people. Don't internet read them. Unless you have a subscription t- service that Marvel allows you... Marvel Limited. DC, DC DC Universe. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, or Comixology. No, Comixology. I keep forgetting about that. Anything you, so that you're paying for, definitely. If you're definitely going to be an online reader... Comixology has all of them, right? Yeah. It, uh, uh, not current. Uh, sometimes some current. They they catch up. Yeah, fast, yeah, though. They catch up. Yeah. Um, but if you are going to read comics online, definitely buy the service that also yeah. lets people know that they want to produce it if you complain because yeah, Marvel counts the Marvel Limited stuff as yeah. quote unquote sales yeah, they, like, do. they count like who's looking at it right because enough for nothing if you guys don't buy books legally or read books legally they're not going to make them that's anymore that's why books like Champions get cancelled you know Jim Zub has been crafting something awesome with the last like two volumes it of would it work. and then it just it's going to be done yeah and because the but sales we, we know they'll come back in some way shape or form they, uh, they did say there's going to be an event they're going to announce it at NYCC 
awesome. So, cool. I guess we'll wrap that up. This week's episode up. Thanks for listening, guys. You can head over to our website, as always, androidscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at androids underscore comics and Twitter at androids comics for up-to-date news. If you listen to us on Apple Pods, please don't forget to rate and review us. And if you're listening on any other app, don't forget to share. And as always, support your local comic book shops and have a nice day. See you later, guys. Bye.